I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Morning. Good morning. What's up? Oh, look God, at I miss you guys. Well, look at the, the sweater on. that you got. The hoodie. Just for my boy Ribs. JR, <laughs> that uh, I just wanted to let you know that. Uh, so, for the people that are listening right now, the Mr. Jeremy Ronick is wearing uh, a after the whistle hoodie right now that says exceptionally well, which means people make fun well. of me. I guess it came from Thomas Vanek, right? It did. Banner, it did. Uh, he did a Banner. great job with him. Yep. Yeah. But it's we're going to awesome. have some, uh, we're going to have some swag come out uh, very soon, JR. We're going to have some swag. There's a lot we of got people merch are, on uh, the way, JR. The people are hey, asking listen. for it. And we're going to have a listen. nice coffee mug for you. Not. <laughs> Yes, I have I to have my to coffee. Pour your Starbucks into my after the whistle coffee mug. That would be beautiful. Well, you, listen, you guys know I was in Niagara Falls last week, and I cannot tell you, can't tell you how many times after the whistle came up. I, I'm literally two dozen times. It was awesome. It was you don't have really, to. You don't have to say that just to just to make us feel good, eh? Right. I would I, I would have said the opposite if it didn't happen. I'd be like, what the fuck is going on? Nobody says anything to me. I'm in, in your town. That's your turf. Yeah. No one even knows that I'm your, on with you guys. This is yeah, no, like what's going on, man? Like nobody talks about your show and I'm in your in your area. It's just like it's brutal. But it was just the opposite. It was awesome. It was really great. Yeah. Um yeah. fuck, I wanted to say something. I can't remember. I guess I'll start with episode two twenty eight. Um oh, I know what I was gonna say. So Craig and I were on the phone last week and we were having like I we were having a, a an in-depth conversation. I wouldn't say that it was a serious conversation, but it was it was, you know, private. And Craig gets so you're sharing, to you're, so, you're, so you're sharing your private conversation with no, everybody no, no, right no, 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 no. But it's just it's it's this is <laughs> I'm not gonna share the details. I'm just going to say that in the middle of the conversation. <laughs> I got an exceptionally well from Craig and Jr. <laughs> he, he goes, it's exceptionally well. Okay, there's your fucking exceptionally well. Like in the middle of a conversation. <laughs> well, actually, you know what? It's actually an exception. It's an exceptionally well thought of um, statement. If you actually think about it, it's exceptionally well thought of. 
Yeah. Oh, the, the best yeah. was the best was like two months ago. We start getting all these videos sent to us from our followers and listeners because I mean we obviously have a large Buffalo following, right? Because we started our whole broadcasting career here in Buffalo, and it's grown. Um, but you know, a vast majority of people are from from Western New York or follow the Sabers, and they were sending us these videos of. Don Granado in his post game press conference saying that so and so played exceptionally well. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, just like, Thanks so for good. listening, Donnie. I love it. I, uh, I love anyway, it. if you're so listening, good. Donnie, so could have used more from the boys last night. Holy shit. What a what a fucking shit show. Like you're I, in a playoff saying, race, is, and but, that's but, what we get at home. Okay, to their to their to their defense, a little bit, not a lot. I still think it's fucking disgusting that they that they lose these games, and and anybody losing these games to these teams. But Columbus has played some pretty damn good hockey over the last two weeks. I mean, they're beating a lot of good teams. Which I'm sitting here saying you're you're in perfect opportunity to get the first pick or be the last place team in the league, have the best chances to get a Connor Bedard, and you guys are starting to crush teams now. At, in in March, like what what the fuck are you guys doing? What happened? Well, Jr. So dumb. You, you talk about Columbus, who's obviously a team that that has struggled this year. That is not not very deep. You look at the Montreal Canadiens; they're in the same boat. Okay, they're not super deep. They they are not trying to lose. Okay, Arizona Coyotes are one of the worst teams in the league right now. They are not trying to lose. San Jose Sharks are the same thing. I mean, all of these low, low end teams right now that are somewhat, I think, in a rebuild, they're not trying to lose. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's, they're it's they're playing. Like the, it's not like they're even not trying to lose. I really believe that all these guys on these teams see an opportunity. I, I can't say all of them because they do have their top players. But there are a considerable amount of players on these teams that see an opportunity to make a career, to to get a spot in a team, and they're playing hard. Uh, especially teams like Chicago, teams like Arizona. These guys are, you know, they could be in or out of the uh, the NHL in a flash of an eye, right, in the blink of an eye. And they're playing. They're playing hard for their jobs. They're not playing hard to not finish last. I mean, nobody wants to finish last. Let's not. Let's. Let's be honest about well, that. I, I always feel like if, a t- if, a, if an organization from a management standpoint, because there's one thing Gary Batman did say that I agreed with, and that is players don't tank. And I agree with that. But what he what he neglected did he to say, say players don't tank or teams don't tank. Uh, teams don't tank. Maybe it wasn't Gary. Well, that's Batman. a big difference. Yeah, but somebody yeah, I, followed I, I, up with somebody followed up with. Yeah, we did. See, I think that, that I think oh. that's the opposite. I think players don't tank. I think teams might put themselves in, <laughs> yeah, in position. That's what I was. That's what I was getting at. Players don't tank, yeah. but organizations might try to. Right. So correct. But again, correct. you 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 said that Gary Bettman came out publicly, and this was like well over a month ago, and said that teams do not tank in the NHL. Gary, horseshit. That is a horseshit statement. You don't think that Chicago Blackhawks, who basically have traded away every player known to man on that team, are not trying to tank? That are not trying to get the highest pick possible? 
Now the players on that team, I'm telling you right now, they're going to play right to the end and they're going to try and win every single game because you will never go to a player and say to that player, hey, uh, we're uh, trying to lose this year so yeah. we can have a better chance yeah. at Connor Bedard. Yeah. And, and, and by the way, don't the, worry about your career. Don't worry about your career. Exactly. You'll find a team simply self. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, yeah, so, so I mean, this this conversation started about the Sabres losing that game last night to Columbus, and obviously we have a ton of trades to talk about, but um, I thought when you were going to say, when you were stopping me, Jeremy, when I was talking about how the Sabres lost that game last night at home, and when you're in the middle of a playoff run, that you were going to say that they were without talking Darlene. So, I mean, is that a valid excuse? Forget about no. why they're out. Like, is that? No, like with the no they're in a playoff race. They're in a playoff race. That's more mm-hmm. reason for them to be playing harder and winning the hockey game. Are you not going to have to win games up. without players like that in the playoffs uh, against 100%. much better teams? Well, it, again, it's another excuse, right? You, you let in all these excuses, and all of a sudden, again, you 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 don't prepare the right way. If you have a built-in excuse, oh, we didn't have all our guys. We had Darlene's out. We had Tucks out. But you, you still played one of the worst teams in the fucking National Hockey League. And you're still in a fucking playoff race. You guys have to fucking find a way to muster up and win that game. Whether the guys that are stepping in to play for them have to come up and do something ex- like exceptional, or the guys that are there have to do something more exceptional than what they usually do. That's what it's all about. That's what's okay. That's why it's called a team. Can I bring something up then? So sure. we all know what Rasmus Dahlin means to the, the defense core. He, he, he plays, he's second in the league right now in minutes played. Mm-hmm. He is one of the, truly one of the best defensemen in the National Hockey League. Can't replace him. Can't replace his minutes in what he does. Okay. He, he's the second leading point producer in the National Hockey League right now. Alex Tuck. There's not a guy that you can trade right now. There's nobody, not one player in the league that you can trade for that is going to do what Alec Tux does. Okay. So you can't replace them. These are, it's the second you, leading point producer you can, in you goals trade, and in you, points. You're not going to get them. You can't, there are people that can do it, but you can't get them. Because but here's the thing, JR, you have to realize when I'm saying you can't replace an Alex Tuck and what he provides, you think of only on the ice. Yeah, but not not, not, Tuck, within, not within your not within your system. Alex not within Tuck your system. actually wants to be here. He is bleeding blue and gold. Okay, he is bleeding for this team. He this is where he wants to play. He loves to be a saber. I can't tell you that there's players that if they were to come here would want to be a saber. Alex Tuck wants to be a saber, and on top of that, he's the second leading point scorer and. Yeah. Goal producer, you can't replace these two guys. Okay, let me ask you. Let me ask you a question, though, and I totally agree with you. You're exactly right. Was there was there anything different in their game last night than there was in any other game where they won when they won a hockey game? And the reason why I say that is because if you can't see a team playing desperate because there are certain guys out and there's not desperation for a win through a 20-man roster on the ice. You can't just go and play the same fucking game that you would play if those two guys were in. There were spurts, but it looked to me like they went into that game like they already no thought they, that they can't win without their second scorer and their best defenseman. I guess one of the worst teams in the league? That was their attitude? That's what. It, that's what it, I don't know if that was their attitude. I'm saying that's what it looked like. 
So see again that that's that's uh, that unfortunately that is a it's an immature and and amateur immature and amateur mentality if that's if that's how they played. Well, does, the, just does the it show you kind of where they're at though? Like yeah, let me let me tell you something like when we as as fans and uh you know a podcast uh, goer here um, I give my opinion. Petey gives his opinion. You give your opinion. And there's a whole lot of other opinions out there. Do we not get to take a step back? Like, can we not step back after losing a game like this? Now, you're playing the lowest ranked team in the NHL that comes into your building and basically spanks you around. Yep. Okay. Now, we're losing our top defenseman, and we're losing Alex Tuck, who's a top forward. You replace them with other guys in the lineup. You get embarrassed on home ice. And what I'm trying to say is we as fans are like, Kevin, do something, make our team better. We want to beat out the other teams that are in the playoff race, we want to beat out the Islanders, Pittsburgh, Florida, Ottawa, Detroit, Washington, because there's a whole bunch of teams that are still in this. There's eight teams vying for two spots. This Carry is on. the yeah. this is the year. This is the year. We got to do it. But uh, now, once you see the team, just with a little bit of adversity and a few players out, you kind of think to yourself, I think it's we should go. abort. Yeah, abort it's the mission. And just allow the young, we're the youngest team in the league. Uh, yeah, allow the young guys to continue to play. It's, 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 it's just really not our time. Yeah, but it's just really frustrating, right? And and I, I'll tell you, if again, Buffalo has lost a few games this year that they should have won. But in March, okay, with what twenty games left in the season, this when you lose a game like this at home, and I don't care who's in the lineup. You got to find ways of winning these games because you can't tell me Buffalo without Tuck and without Darlene can't beat Columbus. You can't fucking tell me that they should have found a way to win because this I game, agree. I, agree. I game, went into last night saying this should be a blow no way. There's no way that the Buffalo Sabres are going to lose this game at home, even without Darlene and Tuck. Like exactly. Well, they, that's what I'm they, saying here that games like last night are, Playoff busters, okay? They're playoff busters because these are the games that when you get to the last game of the season and you win the last game of the season, but you're still one point out of a playoff spot and you lose and you're not in it and you're like, fuck, we missed the playoffs by one point. Well, we probably could have that, – that game against Columbus at home at the end of February probably would have got us over the hump, Right. And I know every team does it every year. I know it happens every year, but it still doesn't make it right. And you know, it pisses I, you the fuck off. Now, if you were the coach, would, would you skate their asses off today? Would you have a bag skate today? No, you can't. They have too many games. They have more games than anybody else. Their schedule sucks. Would you want to? Because if I, I would no. want I would want I, mean, I, I would want I, I would want to put my guys in the ice and just have them skate up and down the ice for 45 minutes and then let them go home and puke all over the place. You guys know That's uh, what I would want to do. You guys know when Don Granato pulled the goaltender? Down one goal, pulled the goaltender with 50 seconds left. Oh, should have been Is that enough minutes. time in the NHL? They're down one goal. Pull a goaltender. 
50 seconds left. Not these days. That's a minute and a, that's a minute and minute and a half to two minutes. Yeah. Now is that is that a is that a glaring error on Don Granado? Giving not, your team not, 50 not, seconds not, to score a goal? Not in our day. Not in our day. Usually it was one minute back in the 90s. One minute. Now but two, now you now have teams that are pulling their goaltenders with four minutes, three minutes left to give them an opportunity to score the goal. Because if they get an open net goal, the game's over. And that's usually the way it ends, right? Well, but it also allows you time to get that empty netter back if they do fucking score one. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can still get two yeah. goals in two minutes in the NHL, six on five. I'm sorry, but with this day, this day and age in yeah, hockey, of course you can, of course you can, of course you can. So, what's your point, um, Riv? Are you are you? My point is, do you think thing. it's the right thing to do to pull the goaltender at 50 seconds or pull the goaltender at two minutes? No, you got two pull minutes it and 30 minute. seconds. Yeah, you know, or or minute and minute and a half, minute and forty, at least in some time. But I mean, you watch the game. Did they have a chance to pull them earlier? Yes. Well, then that's but, a coaching I mean, error. Well, I mean, I'm I'm not saying it's an error. I'm just bringing up, I, I'm looking for an opinion here because for me, I would have liked the goaltender to be pulled a lot sooner than that. If there's an opportunity, I would pull him at two minutes left. I would want to give my team an opportunity longer than 50 seconds to score a goal because you're down by a goal. I'll you're going to lose. Middle. I'll meet you at a minute 20. Can't give two minutes six on five with one goal. Why? I don't know. It just seems like a lot. Well, what's the difference between two minutes and fifty seconds of pulling a goaltender? What what what's your reasoning for not wanting to give your team a, a more of an opportunity to like I said, tie if a it's a two goal lead, I'll pull it's him. not a two goal lead. No, it's I'm a one goal lead. If it's a two goal lead, I'll pull him at three and a half minutes. And that was started by Patrick Waugh. If okay. it's a one goal lead, mm-hmm. And, you know, I have one of the most offensive teams in the league. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try for that extra 45 seconds that you're taking the goalie out for a five-on-five goal. That's one shift. It's one shift. And then I'm going to, and then I'll call my timeout. I'll pull my goalie, and I'll take my minute 20 with those same guys, and I'll hope that they can work the puck around and bang one in. Yeah, it's, it's anywhere in between that minute and a half and two minutes, I, I believe. And I, I agree with you, Riv. In this day and age, with with the amount of of quality opportunities, you know, and it's it's fucking hard. Still, six on five is still hard. But the odds um, are grossly against you. Okay, yep. when you pull a yep. goaltender, the odds are grossly against you. More, a lot more times than not, you're getting scored against yep. uh, for the open net goal. That being said, when you're, I just believe when you're trying to push the pace on trying to score a goal, you know, why do it need, in under a need minute? more time. Yeah. Need more just, time than not. You're yeah. either going to lose the game or you're not going to lose the game. I would rather give my team and the Sabres, I think right now are what, number three in the league in goals four? They're a very offensive team. They've got some great players. I I would have pulled the goaltender a little bit early earlier, but, I mean, it is what it is, and we're, you know, I mean, we're, Digging at uh, the well, maybe because you're right maybe because you have literally two of your top three, four guys you're going to have on the ice out of the lineup. Yeah, that's true. First and foremost, how weird is it going to be to see Patrick Kane in a Rangers uniform? And before we even get to that, he passed you, Jr. Um, 
on the last week. Last week on the American Born list. What he didn't kind pass of... me? He he raced by me. <laughs> yeah. Well, God, he went on a scoring spree. What Did kind he... of legacy has he left in Chicago? Because that it's amazing to even think that that chapter is closed now. It is, but I I still think he's gonna he's gonna return there and finish there, regardless of you know. I, I truly believe that he wants that, um, and he'll give Chicago that. But um, you know, he's he, he is going to arguably he's going to go down as one of the best Americans, if not the best American of all time. I mean, between him, Medano, and Chelly, and um, Lafontaine, and Leach, and all those, you know, myself, Kachuk. I mean, he's going to go down as the as as probably the best. Marner's going mean, to not Marner. I mean, Matthew's going to do the is going to join him in that. Um, it's it's really weird when when the superstar gets traded, right? And you said. When he puts that Rangers shirt on, it's gonna it's gonna be really strange for us to watch, and it's really gonna be strange for him to put it on, right? And but I, I will tell you, I, I I predict that he will be he will be absolutely flying in that Rangers jersey because he's gonna have he's gonna be have so much fun playing with Panarin, playing with Zibanejad, playing with Kreider. That power play is gonna be sick. Playing in the world's most famous building. And having a chance to possibly win a Stanley Cup again. You want to hear their top six in New York right now? Left to right. Kreider, Zabanajad, Tarasenko, Panarin, Trocek, Kane. That's their top six. It's sick. I mean, you then their third line is like a is like their future line, and it's Heedle in the middle with Lafreniere on the left and Kako on the right. Then they have Tyler Mott, Barclay Goudreau, and Jimmy VC on the bottom there. It's a sick team, man. If you think about that, that's... I Are they physical enough, you think? You don't have to be physical in this game anymore. You don't have to be. That's why the, so, there's so many small guys in the league now, because all you got to do is skate fast and play the game, play the game smart. Um, well, I, I shouldn't say that, because there's a lot of dumb fucks in the league, too. But... Um, Anyway, it's. I think Rangers. That team is gonna. When you see a, a GM go out and get a Tarasenko, then you go out and get a Patrick Kane, and you don't give up anything for a Patrick Kane. You give up a second and a fourth, which is, un, which is ungodly of a of a deal. What was ridiculous that is that, Jr. It's it called. Is, it's yeah. called Patrick Kane handcuff. Handcuffed. Correct. Chicago. Patrick Everybody's Kane, asking, Patrick like, Kane, yeah. how the hell is it only a second round draft pick and a fourth yeah. round, a conditional second? It could be a first. Um, I just, I, I don't. It, it, it's, it's so. It, it's so it, it, that, that is exactly right because the Blackhawks had to get something for Patrick. They had to, especially with the opportunity of getting the first pick this year. They had to get something for him, and the New York Rangers is the only place that Patrick could go. That's it. So they had to accept what they what they can get, and to get that second that conditional second rounder, which probably could change, um, and a fourth rounder. I mean, when you think about it, that's like that's like the craziest I, the craziest swap of of talent that I've, I I I can remember ever seeing. I I just can't believe that players can dictate that so much to the point sure. where. That that shouldn't sure. be allowed. I'm sorry. I I know he's great, and I know he's he's 
and I love the fact that Chicago will should they, will, should they get rid of should they should they get rid of no trade clauses? Fucking a right yeah. they should. They are they hold up everything. They hold up everything. They handcuff teams. Teams can't get better in the way that they can because a guy like Pat Kane, who I I, I agree with you, by the way. I, I agree think with you. deserves to go where he wants because of the time that he put into Chicago and everything. So I respect that the Hawks would even do that. I would have said, fuck you. We'll keep you because that second and fourth doesn't mean dick to us going forward. Like they need to be able to move him to another team that will say, we'll give you a first and a prospect and a fourth. Well, again, again, you know, you know, actions lead to consequences, right? And we've talked about the high salaries, whether the high salaries should be going up as high as they are now. And again, the GMs put themselves in these, these tough positions because they give in to the players. We want high salaries. We want nine million. We're not taking less than nine million. Okay, we'll give it to you. We want eight years. Eight years. That's way too much. We we want to give you five. No, I'm only signed for eight. Okay, we'll give it to you. Now you give them everything on the boat, and then they say, "Oh, and by the way, I want a no trade clause." Like at yeah. some point, when I'm G- no when I'm no valuable GMs, anymore, when I'm not valuable anymore producing, I want you to try to trade my ten million dollar salary to a team that I'll approve. Well, I mean, you can do a little bit different. Stupid thing Listen, I've ever heard. Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves have a te- had a ten year contract. Was it not a ten year contract? It was eight. Ten for years. 10.5. Okay, eight years. The least you could do is put the first four years at a no trade, and then a no trade ends. You know, towards the time when they could be traded or should be traded, and change it. But the fact that you have a a total contract of a no trade. And listen, I. I understand a no trade as a player. And if the guys are going to give it to you, fine, do it. If they if you can ask for it, if they're going to give it to you, then great. I don't I don't blame the players. I blame the GMs for giving in to everything all the time and just <sighs> handing it to them. At, at some here's point, the, here's the only issue that I have with that because it is it comes to me on a personal level. When I was negotiating with the San Jose Sharks, and I would have been. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Unrestricted. And my agent kept on telling me, do not sign. Do not sign. And I was like, I love San Jose. I love the guys in the team. I love the environment. I love the building, which was packed every single Mm -hmm. night. I love San Jose. It's a team that wins, has blah, blah, blah. My agent said, do not sign. Do not sign. So finally, I basically say to my agent, I want to play here. I want to play here. Just get a deal done. So they end up, offering me a contract, but I wanted a no trade clause. Okay. And that's what was holding things up. Now, my agent was saying, you're leaving tons. You're leaving a million dollars a year on, on, on your deal. So whatever you're going to sign a four or five year deal in unrestricted free agency, you're leaving a million dollars on the table. 
I said, I don't care because I want to win. I want to plan a team that wins and the environment. So it came down to a no trade clause and they wouldn't give me a no trade clause, but they were offering me the money. Doug Wilson got on the phone with me and said, Craig, we love you. You're going to be a life lifer here in San Jose. You are going to retire here. You are this and that and everything else. And I got off the phone and I said, I phoned my agent. I said, get the deal done right now. Cause this is where I want to play. I got traded after the best year of my NHL career. I got traded to Buffalo after my first year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I go back and you guys are sitting there like, no, there shouldn't be any trade clause bullshit, man. Because I could have made a million dollars a year more. I could have made probably $5 million more hey, Riv, Riv. in the contract. This is the business. But I elected to take less money. You got to get that shit in writing, man. I'm sorry. This what is fucking pro sports. That was how long ago, Petey? I don't know. That was, that was 13 that years was 15, that was 15, 16 years ago. Fuck, get that. My point get is, you guys are sitting there bitching and complaining about guys getting no movement clauses. There's a reason for it because the fucking GMs in this league are slim, shady. You're only as good as what you can give me yesterday. Yeah, well, that's, that's what I said. You know, it's. You know, there has to be some sort of give and take because the GMs put themselves in their in their own worst positions. Yeah. They do. They do. They do. Uh, I'm not, but it's gonna, but it's, I'm but, not but, fucking crying for you. Where's hey, where's 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 hey, where are the Rangers? Where are the Rangers in the playoff race right now? They're right there. They're the oh, yeah. they're, division, they got a lock what locked they, uh, position. They're gonna play they're gonna be playing uh New Jersey in the first round. Good luck. Well, what do you well, mean? Good did, luck. They, you think that's a you think that's a tap in for who? There is no tap in. What I'm saying is, there's going to be a monster, an absolute monster, lose out in the first round in that division in the Metropolitan. Well, same, we're, like we're talking with the Atlantic, monsters going to lose the entire out. East. Like this kind of goes to the whole. Have you seen the trades? These Eastern Conference teams are absolutely loading up. It is. It's incredible what we are about to witness come playoffs. You know, with Boston getting the Orlov and uh, Hathaway, Toronto's making deal. They picked up McCabe. They picked up Shen. They got O'Reilly. They got Achari. Um, the Rangers picked up uh, Tarasenko and Kane and practically gave up nothing. New Jersey got Timo Meyer. Carolina got Jesse Pogliarvi. <laughs> but, I mean, Tampa Bay just gave up. He got him for a puck. Not a puck bag. A Tampa, puck. Tampa Bay uh, gave up literally their entire remainder of the draft this year for uh, Tanner Janot. That is a crazy trade. And again, you know, you give up to give up your draft picks like that. And 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 you know, Tampa still is is a riches of talent, right? So they're still a great hockey team. They can probably afford one or two years of giving up stuff, but. You give up that much for for one young kid. I mean, that's fucking. Well, did, already... did you did you read the um the statement that Tampa Bay put out and the reasoning for why they did it? No, did you, did you read it? And I and I don't have it. I'm uh, I'm I'm 
flipping through here, but by the way, by the way, just to, just to like <laughs> foresee any of your questions like that again. Um, I don't, I don't read the NHL. I don't read the NHL. I don't read anything about the NHL. I watch games. I look at the standings and I, but I, I don't go on NHL net, network or NHL.com and read the fucking bullshit that they spew at me. So, so if you're going to ask me a question, did I read something about it? No, the answer from now on is no. So go ahead. It, it, it was basically talking about what, you know, what Tampa Bay, you know, because everybody's losing their marbles on what they gave up for Tanner, Janot. like Tanner, Janot is a, is a player right now that, that has five goals, JR, five goals, 14 points. They gave up a first rounder in 2025. They gave up a second rounder, a third rounder, a fourth rounder, and a fifth rounder in 2023. And then gave up Kale Foot, who is a former first round d- defenseman, who's you know six four, two hundred fifteen pounds, that literally has not had a chance to play yet because he's playing on Tampa Bay, and they and they're loaded. So yep. you're giving up their their thought in Tampa Bay was number one, we don't need Kale Foot. Number two. A two, a 2000 Kel, Kel Foot, a 2025 first round draft pick. Is that going to help us win right now? And the answer is no. What about the two, the, the second rounder, the third rounder, the fourth rounder and the fifth rounder. None of those players in 2023 will help the Tampa Bay lightning win in the next two, two, possibly even three years. So their their thought it it totally makes sense when you yeah, have how Julian does a guy Br- with how, how how does a guy with five goals help you win? Because he's I think he's a like. Do they have deny, dynamic players on on Tampa Bay? Yeah, of course. Okay, they have the game changers. They have the power play guys. They have their top six slash maybe even top nine players. They're missing a piece to the puzzle, just like a year ago or a couple years ago when they went and picked up Blake Coleman, who plays a certain style. When they went and got Barkley Goudreau from San Jose, gave up a first round draft pick for him. They got certain players, Patrick Maroon. They brought in um, Zach Bogosian. They brought in certain types of players that they needed to round out their game to not only just score goals or, or, you know, power play guys. They brought in the sandpaper that helped them win two Stanley cups. They feel right now that they, they have all the ingredients. They have the defense core. They have the goaltending. They have the elite scores. Now they need sandpaper and they're bringing in a guy who is as tough as nails who will fight at the drop of a hat, who will play honest, physical brand of hockey. Last year, JR, in his first year in the league, he had 24 goals in 81 games. This year, he's playing on a team that struggled immensely in Nashville. And I think Tampa Bay is looking at this guy going, this is a is an awesome piece, and he's still super young. And they're going to play Toronto in the first round. <laughs> I've never seen their team as good as it is now on paper, maybe ever. I think, I think they, they, they've prepared more 
for a playoff run this year than they have in the past. I think. Yeah. Okay. Like in this- terms of in terms of what the type of players that they've gotten, right? Okay, let's just have a little fun here then, because we're talking about two monsters in the first round, which is kind of laughable because both, both these two teams right now have the rosters to win a Stanley Cup, but they got to play each other in the first round. But let me start with this. When you're saying that you think that Toronto Maple Leafs have what it takes right now, the ingredients, who has the better goaltending, Tampa Bay or Toronto? Tampa. Uh, Tampa. Is it, it's not even, not not even even close. close. Okay. What about, yeah, you're right. Tampa's going to, who has, who has the best defense, Tampa defense, Tampa talking about, you got literally Norris trophy guy. It's not even even close, close. man. Sirnak, Sergachev, Hedman. I mean, they are set up to win on defense also. Okay. And then all of a sudden, this is the, this is the kicker. Toronto Maple Leafs are one of the greatest teams, one of the greatest point producing teams around, but how's, how's Tampa Bay's uh, lineup. When you have Mitch Marner and, and Austin Matthews and William Nylander, does Tampa Bay have the have the next three guys to stack up to Marner, Nylander, and and uh, Austin Matthews? So you have you have Kucherov, Point, and Stamkos. I mean, it, it's insane when you think about what Tampa Bay has, and we're talking about a hockey team right now that. Has I wouldn't even say they've underachieved because they're like I think fifth in the league. <laughs> they're they're unbelievable, but it's going to come down. It's going to it's it's going to come down again to goaltending. It's going to come down to goaltending because both teams are very offensive, and defensively Tampa's better. But when you have a goaltender like Tampa has, right, that literally has one games and have has won playoff series and has won Stanley Cups almost single-handedly you gotta you gotta be shitting yourself if you're Toronto and you gotta be shitting yourself if you're Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews that have been absolutely ridiculed year after year for not getting the job done who has the pressure right like that's that's where it's at like who has the pressure to win and Tampa Bay always goes through it. They've won two Stanley cups and now it's like, whatever they get from here on in is just, and they've lost two and they've lost two. That's right. One, two and lost two. Hey, I really, I like what Dubas has done to this team. I think he's, I think like we, we had Nick Kiprios on the other day and we were talking with him and we were talking about Dubas that if, if they lose, Okay, this year in the first round to Tampa Bay, who's yeah? We asked him, we're like, job. what's what's the fallout from the Leafs if they go out in the first round? Like Dubas has done an incredible job here, and they have to play Tampa Bay in the first round. Who they by? The, I think by the way they'd be playing anyway if it was one through eight. So regardless, you're playing Tampa Bay. So you know, I, we said, who's where's the fallout? And he's like, 
Dubas is gone. Con- not gone, fired, gone, like contract not extended. He's he's up off for a deal. You know, what's and- the um What's the um? He probably the goes. But every year, every year, Petey, we talk no. about Dubis and what he does, what he tries to do. I think he's he's absolutely, as far as I'm concerned, he's knocked it out of the park since he's taken over as GM. He went and signed the big contracts for Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, brought in uh, Tavares, paid them a shit ton of money, all around eleven million dollars a year. But he also thought that the cap was going to go up. It was in COVID. It was like. You know, COVID killed his idea of where the cap would be right now. All right. We got and our Kyle Dubas, a better. We got our Dubas apologist. JR, what were you going to say? No, and it's, it's one of those series where home ice advantage means dick. It means nothing. Right. Yeah. So, and, you know, it just comes down to it because last year Toronto had him, they had him beat. And Tampa wins game six and game seven. But right? did did Tampa Bay not win the first game in, in Toronto? I'm trying to I'm trying to think of the very first game. And I think last year, it's something I'm probably gonna have to look up, but I think Tampa Bay won the first game. Well, maybe they, and, they won the last game too, so that's really all that matters. <laughs> you say wait, that, Petey. You say that, but you know when you're in the playoffs and there's pressure on both sides to perform and to win the first game of any playoff series especially is if you're a road team massive especially if you're a road team because you what are you saying jr when yeah what are you saying yeah. in, in, when you're the road team that goes in what are you saying in the dressing room let's get this first one yeah let's get the let's first get the, let's, let's win one this. of the two games that's it Dude. Yep. We don't yep. care if if we if we win two games on the road, it's just absolutely right. like the 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 yep. confetti's going. But all you're looking for is to win one out of two, one, one out, of two. out of two on the road. You have Toronto Maple Leafs that have an insane amount of pressure that are literally like if we lose the first game, it's going to be the same <laughs> as what's the last seven years. You know, yeah. I place, I honestly believe. Crazy. I honestly believe. I'm telling you this when I, I believe that Toronto should hope not to have home ice advantage. I'm telling you, they need to get on the road. If Toronto loses the first game, every player on that team's asses will pucker up so hard. They'll create diamonds. I'm telling you every (laughs) single one of them, (laughs) they will, they will, they will pop out diamonds. It's, it's tight. It's tight. Uh, Tampa has, uh, they're four points back and they're even in games. You know, I think both want home ice advantage. Home ice. Yeah, course. they do. They app they absolutely want home ice advantage, regardless of the of you know of whether you have a an advantage or not. You you want to have that that deciding game at home. You you do. You know, but well, you you'd think you'd expect more from Tampa Bay than what you're getting right now out of them. That's the case. Uh, they got schlacked the other night. What six, seven, one? Yeah, they, they came back and beat, beat Florida. Did they? Did they beat Florida and then they lose last night? They lost. Or did they lose? They lost last night, four-one to Florida. Florida to Florida again. Yeah. Again, yeah. they sit. They're number five in the NHL. They're fifth in the entire NHL right now. Then Sunday, and I they look. Lost seven, I look at. Pit. I look at Tampa Bay, and I'm like, man, they've had an average season. 
Because it seems like they're kind of losing all the time. It's like magnified when they lose a game. But they've had an awesome year. They've had a really, I mean, go, really good year. They go on big stretches where they win a lot of games and then they then they take a break and then they win a lot of games again, right? It's 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 it, they they're very consistent on their wins and losses. <laughs> what uh what did you guys think about Jonathan Quick being moved last night? It's going to be announced. I didn't, hear, to, I, didn't I, I I didn't even hear that. What happened? Where'd you go? Yeah, Columbus. Columbus oh, Blue Jackets. Jesus Christ. So what apparently way, what, what he way, was not very happy. Away, what a way to give away a Hall of Fame career goaltender. Like, Jesus Christ. And listen, I was at the Kings game a couple weeks ago, and I was talking to some people in the organization, and they were saying how how Quickie was just getting, he was getting demoralized in that locker room, that he was just getting crushed. And, not you know, they're playing that young kid, and, you know, it said they were throwing him under the bus. And so it's not surprising that they traded him. I don't know what happened. Um, but there's obviously there's there's not a good relationship between Todd McClellan and Jonathan Quick because I heard I heard the rumors in LA. So it doesn't surprise me he got traded. But you trade him to Columbus. Oh shit. Is that a spite what move, do you think? Is that a spite move? I think so. I, because it's pretty much telling telling Jonathan Quick for the rest of your career you're not going to make the playoffs. Pretty much. I mean, I'm not. I, I, I shouldn't say that with Columbus because they've had they have been a gritty team, but they're one of the last place teams in the league. And you think they're going to turn it around in two years? Quickie probably has what two years left. I'll, I'll ask. His, you, I'll, I'll find that out right now. But Rick, no, Quick was the Quick oh. is unrestricted. He's an unrestricted free agent after this year. Okay, All so right. he's well, thirty. Okay, he's thirty-seven okay, so he years move. old. Okay, so he could move. Okay, so I'll take that back. I thought he had a couple of years left in his deal. So that's now, fine. do you think do you think that they could flip him? Because I know the Columbus Blue Jackets ended up calling up a goaltender from the minors. Okay, so you have um, you have the ability because in the deal, Jr. There was uh, help me out with the 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 names here, PD. But Gabrikov, who is a defenseman, excellent defenseman. Um, and then they ha- they gave up who Corpusalo. Corpusello, Jonas Corpusello. Okay, so both the, both those two players, Jr. went to L.A. In return, Columbus got Cal. Uh, they got Jonathan Quick. They have a first round draft pick, and what else, Petey? A third. Uh, I I got to dig it up here. I saw it. It hasn't been announced yet. That's the thing. So it's That's right. So it's one of those things where if you were if you're Columbus Blue Jackets, are you looking to flip? Well, that's what I would have High thought. Are and you I looking wonder, to flip, and I wonder uh, Jonathan Quick. I wonder if listen, what's the one team in the East? What's the one thing that's going to hold Kyle Dubas back from advancing? We just talked about it. Mm-hmm. Goaltending. Goaltending. You know, is this is this could he be flipped? Is Jonathan Quick? The old Jonathan Quick, though, that's no, but he might be good enough in case you got to rest Samsonov or he has a bad game or if someone gets hurt, he's you know a better, what, like, he's a better option is, than, than the guy they have in Toronto right now. Is he as the backup? Is he? That's my whole point. He's 37 years old. Okay. You have LA Kings and he's and they're sitting, they're sitting number two in the Western Conference. 
They're the number two team in the Western Conference. Jonathan, Jonathan Quick in 31 games this year, Petey, his save percentage is 3.50. No, his goals goal, against, you mean. Sorry, his goals against is 3.50 and his save percentage is 0.876, which is horrendous. If you're not over nine, then I mean, well, you were, he was also, he, wasn't he in the game almost the whole game for that? The one that got pounded like 11 something. I feel like they, like he, he, he put in like eight or nine goals on like 10 shots or something to one game. Who's, but who's, uh, who's the backup for Samsonov? Well, it's Wall. Just uh, is it Justin Wall or exactly? But you also have Murray but, that's but coming back. He's he's, he's gonna he'll be back. Joseph. Yeah, I don't Wall. think I don't I don't think Toronto. I don't think Toronto is a place okay. for Quickie. I don't think it. I I think they're gonna they're gonna roll with what they have with Murray coming back because Murray's a he's a formidable. Back is Jonathan up. Quick, a starter on 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 any top team that's gonna make the playoffs this year. Is he a starter, Jr. No, I don't believe so. So now no. you know why LA made the deal. I mean, the heartstrings is he he was extremely upset to be moved. That being said, LA did the right thing. I mean, they ended up getting a goaltender. Yeah, and a no, I I, I, I agree and, with you. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. There's no question about it. Just it's 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 just hard as a as a fan, right? Because I'm a John Quick fan and I'm an LA Kings fan. I I really am. It's it's really hard, and just like I, it's hard to see Patrick Kane go. You know, I, I, we understand the the business side of it, but personally, it's it's it sucks to see a, a guy like Jonathan Quick, who you know, arguably is a Hall of Famer, right? Arguably, he's won two cups. He's had, you know, he he pretty much invented the new style goaltending that everybody's using these days. That fucking reverse bullshit stuff that these goaltenders play. The reverse VH. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he's and then to have him go to a team like you just don't see Jonathan Quick in Columbus, do you? Not at all. No, no. But that's to me. So it's yeah. The heartstrings are the heartstrings, and all fans are always going to have heartstrings. That's the whole thing of it. Business wise, it was a great move. Business wise, I wonder. If, I don't know. I wonder if Columbus Blue Jackets because he's unrestricted. There's 20 games left in the season. I wonder if Columbus Blue Jackets would basically just tell him, say, listen, you don't want to show up. Stay there. No, stay in LA. Stay in LA because you you might be moved again. It could be. But not even that. How about if you if you don't come, that's totally fine with us. Because we got our first round draft pick. We got our third round draft pick or whatever, whatever the deal was. Maybe they're just like, screw it. We don't need you here with, with your attitude. Just stay home. We got the pieces that we wanted. Could be. Could be. I mean, it's very the, the way the NHL works, there's no question that they could just say, hey, listen, just stay there. We're going to, you can go somewhere in the summertime. We got what we got for you. Thanks. For, thanks very much. Thanks for what you did for us. So last on the list of conversations, I mean, if there's anything else trade related that, that you want to talk about, but I mean, trades are, Trades are trades, and it's it's amazing how active teams are this early before the deadline. I love it. I mean, I don't care if deadline day is exciting or not. I just love knowing. Have you ever seen? Have you ever? Do you remember seeing so many trades that involved so many players in one swap? 
like so yeah. many different entities in one swap. Usually sometimes it's one for one, you get one for two, but we've had five for five draft picks for you know five draft picks involved like it's been it's been crazy and a lot of middlemen like a lot of teams stepping in to carry salary like arizona's involved minnesota's involved there are other teams that are just you know you need these you need third parties to to get these deals done because of the salary cap situation and 90 percent of them are guys i've never even heard of and 10 percent i can't even pronounce their fucking names yeah it's crazy. You and me both. It's crazy. But uh, it wasn't hey, the team favorite uh, deal, favorite to win the Stanley Cup right now because it seems Boston like Bruins, Boston Bruins, Boston Bruins, man. Just wait, I, me, you can't, I'll say you this. cannot say anything. You can't say anything more than Boston Bruins. They're just they're they're piercing teams. They're piercing the league this year. Piercing it. I mean, JR, they're on the road. Um, what, did they win again last night? In Calgary, they did. Yes, they won in overtime. What's uh, what's their record over the last ten games? Uh, the last ten games, they're nine and one. They have they're on an eight <laughs> game winning streak, eight, and they're on the road. They're and on they're the on Western, the road. They're at ninety nine points, swing. and they have twenty two games left. What's the I record? One thirty seven or something. What's the record for most points? Tampa Bay had it a few years ago. That was 128. 128. Yeah. So out of 44 points, think they get 14 wins out of their next 22 games? Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. How many How many losses do they have this year already? Eight. They have eight losses. Eight. So eight. <laughs> That's <laughs> insanity, man. Are you kidding me? Eight losses. Like, that team, that team is just a juggernaut. They are just fucking built and they play the same every single night it's a just it's clockwork with that team clockwork so chikrin and bukestad were held out last night for trade related reasons um you got any insight on that are they going to be moved or i i heard the asking well, price been, for chikrin chikrin is, is chikrin there is astronomical what they want for Chikrin. That's yeah. why he's he he's been on the block like big time for the last month. So I mean Bukestad is a is I mean here's a kid who's I think has never never reached his potential. Never reached his potential, but could be a good fourth liner, maybe third liner for somebody. Um big body, good, you know, strong player, but can score, but just inconsistent as a motherfucker. Do we know what the asking price has actually been for Chikrin? I mean, it's without question, at least a first and a second they're going to want. Well, I think I feel like I, I heard somewhere that it was two firsts. Yeah, I wouldn't give up two firsts for him. Not a chance. Where I heard that, but I feel like the asking price was two firsts because I feel like I thought. Buffalo was on the phone with them and they want two first round picks. And they're like, nah, we're not doing that. No way. And good, good for Buffalo. Not doing that. That's that's well, they don't need them that badly. They're not desperate for them. They've got power in Darlene. I mean, they don't, they don't need them. Like, I don't, I don't even think that deal makes sense. So I kind of like that, but I mean, I don't know if you have a thought on this, but how would you feel JR? If you heard or Riv, I know you'll definitely have a strong opinion on this, but how would you guys feel if you heard 
the Sabres gave up gave up a first and a a, a good prospect um, for Jacob Chikrin, or even two firsts yeah. for Jacob Chikrin. Yeah. Like, how how would yeah. you feel about him on the roster? It doesn't do anything for you, literally, because Jacob Chikrin is a is a defensive liability as a defenseman. That's like the worst one of the worst traits you can have. I mean, you, you're not gonna you're not gonna take just his offensive his offensive prowess when you have Darlene and Power just to have another offensive guy. Well, can I just can I bring something up? You know, when you say he's a, a defensive liability, the Arizona Coyotes for the last ten years have been a defensive liability. And I know you're gonna so, I know you're gonna talk about his his plus minus and all. Uh, I'm not even going to go with the plus minus because I think plus minus right sometimes is misleading. Okay. I think we all agree with that being former players that sometimes it can be misleading. I am talking about Jr. He has played only for the Arizona coyotes, the Arizona coyotes for the last, I can't even tell you how many years has been one of the worst teams in the league. Would you agree with that? Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, in 373 games, he's minus 38, which I don't think is atrocious. You know, no, 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 it's not. But see, this is a kid that I have watched, you know, like you guys watch Buffalo a lot. I've watched the Coyotes play a lot. So I've seen this kid play. I've seen him play offensive and I've seen him play defensive. Now he does. He he is an offensive defenseman, so he's going to have a lot of pluses. He's going to be he's going to be on the ice for a lot of Coyotes goals. Yep. But he makes he makes more mistakes defensively that put his team in jeopardy. And they might not score all the time, but the amount of the amount of mistakes that a high end defenseman makes defensively, it's it's unacceptable. And I've watched it, and I've yelled at the television, and I know coaches that have coached him that literally have told me this fucking guy drives me crazy with his decision-making and sometimes with his, his, his fear of getting hit. Okay. So you have a guy that is that when people have watched and people have coached say this about him, I'm going to have reservations, especially guys that have been around the league and are good. Especially at the cost of two first round picks or more. It's just, it's, He's very, very offensive. He's got one of the best shots in the National Hockey League. Okay. He can fucking pound it and he can skate. And on the power play, he's awesome. But when it, if, if a team wants just an offensive guy and they have defensive guys, okay, no, no problem. Two first rounders, I don't think so. But you just, I like Jacob Chick. My, my only con- concern with him is. You already have Darlene playing on the right-hand side with Matias Samuelson. So you have two lefties. You have Owen Power, who's a young young stud who plays the left side. Who is going to play? He's going to be playing in the top four. That is 100% certain. So who's one of those guys have to play on the offside again, which some defensemen love to play on the offside. Some don't, okay? I... I, I just wonder is is Jacob Chikrin the type of player that we need? Where is he going to be on the power play? So you have Darlene that's on the number one power play, okay, with his unit, and then the second unit is Owen Power. 
Is Jacob Chikrin also going to be on that unit? I mean, how is it going to work? My other, yeah. my biggest thing by far, this is the one thing that my spidey senses in the back of my neck go up is he hasn't played a full season in the NHL. The most games he's played was in the first year of his career. Okay. 68 games. Yep. 68 is the most he's ever played. 68, 50, 53, 63, 56, 47. One of those is a COVID. One of those is a COVID year, but either way. One of those is a COVID year. Could could have played the, the whole whole um season that year. My point is he's only had two seasons in the 60s in yeah, seven that's years. Problem. That is, to me, I don't care how good you are. If you're not on the ice and you're not performing, I don't care because you're in, you're, you're always hurt. Yeah, but when, when Jacob Chikrin would when, not when be Arizona, a player that I would want on the Sabres. When does That's Arizona just my opinion. Get, when does Arizona get to that point that we're like, fuck, okay, we just got to get rid of it. We, we can't, we can't keep this, uh, this this uh, price tag on him and we just got to get him. I mean, it's going to come down to Friday close to three right how many people want jacob chikrin how many people are willing to pay multiple third uh, first round draft picks and elite prospects this is a guy that's not played a full season in his entire career well i'll tell you this if you ask if you ask vancouver canucks that they'll give him one draft pick and a player First round draft pick and a player for Chikrin. I bet you that they don't do the deal. Have you seen? I'll, Eric, just, I'll just I'll just tell you that that kind of tells you, you know, who say has that the again. Opinion about say, give what? Vancouver first rounder and a, and and a, and a and a and a player off the roster. And I bet you Vancouver wouldn't take Jake. Yeah, because they already got screwed with Ekman Larson. They're, they've yeah. learned their lesson, and they've also have a coach who coached. Jacob Chikrin. <laughs> and just, oh yeah. So and uh, uh, talk it. Yeah, yeah. So you, you have a, you have an issue there, and I'm telling you, they're not going to get what they want for Chikrin. They're just going to have to suck it up and move him. Uh, why? Here, I have a question. Why are they trying to move him? He has he's he's 24, and he has 4.6 left on his deal. And this team is I think they're, trying, this, they're trying to move him for all the reasons that we just said nobody this will want team him. is this team is on the like in my opinion, I feel like this team's kind of on the rise. I, I really do. I just don't understand why he why is he a piece of the puzzle? I or why isn't he a piece of the puzzle? I don't understand it. I know everything you're saying, and, and it's almost like, well, why wouldn't they try to work through those kinks with him? What What's his salary and where's his contract status? Four six, and he's got two years after this one, and he's a UFA. And and you're trying to move him now. Have you seen Arizona's uh, draft currency over the next three years? Listen to this: this year, one first, one second, three thirds. Next year, one first, three second, three thirds. The next year, one first, four seconds, two thirds. That's some, that's some power drafting right there. 
Yeah, you never know, man. I, I don't know the answer to that question, why they would want to trade him now. Um, I don't know. That's It's a good question. I don't know what happens in that locker room. I don't know what kind of kid he is in the locker room. I don't know what kind of relationship he has with the players or with the coaches or with the team or what, that, what his attitude is like. So I can't answer those questions. You would think with the with the contract that he has right now, making four and a half, which is which is underpaid, and two years left that you could probably afford to keep him for another year. But I don't know. It's it's that's that is a strange, strange situation. Because if you look at it, there's only what two really two guys on that team that can bring in some some quality um quality return, Clayton Keller. I'll tell you this, if I'm going to take Jake Chikrin, and this is the only way I take him, and I mean the only way, is Lawson Kraus would be involved in the trade. Oh, you're, you're, I want what you're smoking. That's, I want I, it. Give I, it to I, me. I need it. <laughs> actually, that's, actually, that's pretty, I agree with you. Of I course you're going to agree with him, but Arizona's never going to do that. So that's why I said. I want what you're smoking. Why is that? Yeah, why but, why would they why, never why, do why, that? Why, why, would, why would they do that? 230. He can score. He's a, he's physical. He's a beast. I mean, what's like, the what, most points he's had in this league, Petey? I don't know. I haven't seen his stats. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. Like you're sitting have... there calling. You're, you're talking to this guy like he's the second coming. And I say it's... that I want to make a trade and the only way i'm making a trade is with loss and Kraus. you just made me you put feel up you give up those two like you, give those, you give up those two first picks two first picks for those two well loss and Kraus was a first rounder i think he was drafted 10th overall like a gazillion I, I, years ago okay like, what's the okay, most so, points he's had in the league like I'm i don't not, know i know last year he had 20 me. goals and this year i i mean i don't know if he's over 20 but I know last time I saw he had like 17, 18. I'm not on loss. 19 Krause. goals. He has 19 goals this year? Yep. How many games? 55. <laughs> so what's the problem? And you're worried about points? This guy's going to be 25, 30 goals. Yeah, but he's, a, he's, he's, but, he's 30. But, but he's also a sandpaper guy. Exactly. Like you, you know, he's so do so do you do you package up? Do you give two first rounders for 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 Kraus and Chikrin? And maybe a maybe a lower a lower draft pick. Do you give up two first rounders for that for that deal? Well, we Jr. We no, we I don't drafted, want Chikrin. We drafted I give two three first rounders, first rounders last year. Before I give two first rounders for Jacob Chikrin. Just saying. So you get, you get, I know, but you get them both. I mean, Phoenix wants Arizona wants two first rounders for Chikrin, and that's that's ridiculous. I don't want Chikrin. I don't want Chikrin. No offense. I don't want Chikrin. I would take Chikrin only because he's got this year and two more years at at an insanely reasonable price. And at the end of next year, where he's got one year before he's unrestricted, you move him. And you're going to move him. He's going to be, what, 25 years old. And you'll be able to get a lot of haul back for him in a year from now if that's what you choose to do. But my thing is, if you want, if the Sabres want to continue to improve and get better, the guys that they should be going after are a 25-year-old Lawson Krause. They need players like that. That's what they need. That's what they're missing in the lineup. And 
I would I would be looking to try and get both those players in this deal. Call me crazy. Maybe it won't happen, but that's the type of player I would want in this deal. Lawson Kraus, is he a is he a second line left winger or is he a third line left winger on a really good team? I think he's a third line left winger that can kill penalties. He's big, he's strong, he can skate, and he very clearly can score goals. He scored oh, yeah. 20 last year. This year he's got 19. I'm sure Dylan Cousins and Jack Quinn would hate having Lawson Kraus on their second line wing. There you go, baby. Yeah. There you go. Now you're talking my language, Andrew. Now you're talking my yeah. language. <laughs> I know, but you're gonna have all that. You're gonna have all the brilliant hockey minds out there saying, "Lawson Cross is not a fucking second line player." Are you fucking kidding me? Get your head out of your ass. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Um, he's got 19 goals in 55 games. He's on pace he for high 20s. That's that's. He's, 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 he's a five six. He's a five six forward. He's a five six. What's going on he's in the world Jr. This week coming up. You got a little uh, downtime, or what do you got? Heading heading to Chicago tonight. I'll uh, be in Chicago for a couple games, taking in a couple Blackhawk games. That's going to be riveting, let me tell you. <laughs> Can't wait for that. Um, it's like a friggin' taking an Ambien. Yeah, well, I might take a few. I might take a few before I get there, sleep through it. Um, and then uh, then I'm heading out to New York for a couple days. You don't need to take coming- an Ambien. Just watch Brian Lawton on the NHL Network. That'll put you to sleep faster. Than- is, 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 is Brian Lawton still on the NHL Network? I don't know. I used to I, call him the human Ambien. Okay, so what, um, else is, what else you got? And then I, then I come back, uh, and I go – I'm going skiing in Vail for three days with uh with tracy which is her birthday and taking some friends and gonna do some uh some skiing for the week so for the next two weeks i'm slammed the life of jr lives on man but good to be back on the show with you guys this week it was an exceptionally well done show <laughs> wait for the swag <laughs> swag's coming out i can't the wait for that coming cup. out get the cup get the cup pd let's do it yeah I'm, I'm on it i'm on the cup I'm on the cup. That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After the Whistle, and at Craig Reve 52 at the Instigator76. And you can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.